0: I think we're similar when it comes to the first of the year i Mm. don't really like resolutions i want something more ambiguous i want to pick some words (laughs) (laughs) to define the year or
1: something that's not going to get you into trouble later i mean
0: it is your birthday on the first so that's kind of cool you get to be a you're a new year's baby but i don't know i get overwhelmed with the resolutions and goals i'm like i just want to already be doing what i'm doing and not start again (laughs) (laughs) Right. Does
1: that make sense? Right, right. And, and normally, similar. yeah. similar. Well, normally this time of year I get really excited because I feel like you're finishing Maybe. up this really busy season. <laughs> and then you have, uh, you know, holidays and everything and then school and all this stuff kind of just culminates. <clears throat> and then finally you have this year, this week between Christmas and New Year's. But this year I just have not felt, I feel like I was, we were on the couch last night talking and I was just like, I feel like I just ran a marathon and I'm getting ready to run another one. Like I'm exhausted and I have to start another marathon. And a lot of it has to do with some of the work we've been doing. Mm-hmm. But so I, I, I kind of just was studying and just surrendering to God yesterday in my devotions and I just thought how can I just approach this year differently, but still honor God. And so this episode is the culmination of kind of some of that thought process. And as we have processed over the years, goals as a marriage, anyway, uh, we hope it helps you and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome
0: to the fierce marriage podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in
1: here. We'll share openly and honestly about all things, marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between.
0: Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. So I guess we're a little bit more different than I thought. You do get excited at the first of the year. I'm kind of, I'm excited for a quote-unquote fresh start, but... I don't know, with this with all the lockdowns and life just being what it is day in and day out, I'm just like, it's just a number on the calendar. It's not really another <laughs> monumental change because nothing's really changing. <laughs> We're just starting over right. uh, with something else. But, you know, having kids, teaching them about time, and mm. I don't know, it's just an interesting concept. But anyways, New Year's is great. Mm. We're starting to run a marathon again, it feels like. But mm. yeah. God is good. Like, yeah. We were reading, what, Isaiah or Proverbs? I can't remember, but he says, like, he gives might to the weak, right? He gives mm-hmm. strength to those. Yeah, that was Isaiah. And we were like, yes, Lord, that is us.
1: <laughs> oh, my word. And then also I was reading Psalm 5 yesterday, how he said that, you know, he he, he covers um, the righteous with a shield, mm. and thank, thank God that he made me righteous, because I'm not righteous on my own, but he, he covers us like a shield, right? Yes. Um, and that's that's a great comfort in this moment. So, as we start this new year, um, we're recording this on the day it will release. We are a little bit. We just like like you said, we were feeling a little bit. A lot of it overwhelmed. A lot of it. And so we're having to cope with that. Part of that is our podcast rhythms have been completely kind of just demolished over the last three, four weeks.
0: Most Uh, rhythms have been demolished. I would say that's a safe assumption.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we're having to figure out new rhythms, uh, in light of a, a, a kind of a bunch of new realities that we're facing. Yeah. New seasons. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll hopefully, um, I guess paint this whole like resolutions, rhythms, this whole kind of conversation in in maybe a somewhat novel light that will help somebody. Uh, So anyway, listener, we hope it's helpful to you. Uh, First things first, uh, thank you for listening. Man, it means a lot to us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're honored that you would give us your ears, you'd give us your time and your attention. I hope that it's a fruitful listen for you. If it has been, uh, please go ahead and leave a comment and a review in Mm -hmm. iTunes, whatever podcast app you use. That's typically going to be iTunes or something like that or uh, the podcast app. Now, iTunes was officially, I think, gone. it's gone, but there's the podcast app now. (laughs) Uh, Secondly, if you are wanting to start this year and uh, to, to and being on mission with us, then we'd be honored. We just ask that you pray about that. If God leads you and your spouse to be on mission with us, uh, namely in a financial financial capacity, uh, there's a way to do that. Just go to pod, uh, Excuse me, go to Patreon.com/slash Fierce Marriage. There are tiers there. Uh, one of the most exciting things that we um we are allowing our patrons to get. Uh, for free is access to our brand new course ecosystem uh, it's actually not live yet but it is uh, we're just making the final changes mm-hmm. the initial six week core uh, marriage course will be available starting next week and and we're going to continually add um, marriage enrichment content think, mm-hmm. think of it like this really uh, kind of blown out podcast conversations that we have with each other we have with other guests and then we build those out into kind of larger resource uh discussion guides conversation guides and things and that's uh, packaged in a way that you can uh, take it as like a little mini course right and that's what the enrichment content will be that's going to grow throughout the year anyway if that's interesting to you you can go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage and become a uh subscriber there ten dollars a month on up i think is the levels we're gonna we're gonna provide that for or uh you can go to GospelCenteredMarriage.com, and that's where you can find all the information Awesome. Um, yeah, and that, I think, is a great way to start the new year. Uh, a yeah. lot of couples have a channel for everything in their life that they enjoy, uh, and but they don't spend time edifying, building up the most important human relationship in their life, and they wonder why they can't seem to get on the same page, or they're not channel. growing in communication.
0: Channel, what does that mean?
1: I mean, channel like you have, like, the Discovery Channel. You can subscribe to the Discovery Channel, or, like, Nickelodeon, <laughs> or Disney Plus, uh. or whatever. And this, we're trying to create a space for you Uh, to get gospel, not just marriage uh, kind of entertainment, right? We want it to be gospel centered discipleship and instruction. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. We're not trying to just entertain folks. We're trying to really root marriages in the gospel because long after you quit your subscription with a gospel centered marriage, the gospel will still be bearing, will still be bearing weight in your Mm -hmm. everyday marriage and life. Uh, That's our prayer anyway, that long after Ryan and Selena Frederick are out of your life, out of the picture, (laughs) Jesus still is. Uh, That's, that's really what matters. So, Anyway, uh, let's let's open this conversation up. Um, I think uh, I I I wrote the rundown for this one, so I'll probably take the lead. But Selena, feel free to jump in at any point, obviously. But I am kind of this year um, eschewing resolutions. I mean, I'm avoiding them, <laughs> <laughs> and the reason for that is I do have daily resolutions anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, resolutions, things like today I will. Uh, honor my wife. This is just a really relevant example. But today I will honor my wife with my thoughts, words, actions, and and attitudes, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, another one, I'm actually pulling it up in front of my my face right now. Uh, Today I will commit my heart, head, and handiwork to the kingship of Christ, meaning Mm. I'm submitting it to him. I'm not going to do it for myself, but I'm doing it for my king, capital K, king, who is Christ. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have these resolutions that are part of my uh, daily actually I'll say weekly rhythms I read those at least once maybe twice a week um, there's 20 actually no there's 16 of them there were 20 I whittled it down um, there's 16 of those that I just go through just to kind of reset my heart on yeah. these things and what I found is that these tinier resolutions these they, with a l- little bit of a higher resolution to them in terms of I'm using that two that word in two different ways, <laughs> two different ways. so I apologize <laughs> But a, a lot of times with New Year's resolutions or any sort of big goals we have, we will say, "This year I want to lose twenty pounds," or "This year I want to save." Word. <laughs> <laughs> this year pandemic I want to pandemic <laughs> body anybody. <laughs> <laughs> this year I want to save X number of dollars, or this year I want to you know do whatever the thing is. Right. right? Run a right. marathon. It's like this big. It's not. Lo- it's not high resolution. It's very low res. In other words, with that there's. It's like one big pixel. hmm And uh, like here's the one big goal. There's not a lot of texture around how to get there. And I found that by, ha- by adding resolution to the resolutions, again, I, po- I apologize if that's, if that's confusing, but a finer level of detail mm-hmm. that are more built around rhythms right. and less built around these big outcomes. Right. I found that the rhythms will take care of the outcomes far greater than, than just shooting for the goal uh, could ever do.
0: So you're saying little, little tweaks, little decisions to kind of make to help us move in the direction that mm. we're hoping to, where we're hoping to achieve something. So our marriage, for example, we want to be better friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how does that start today? Well, it feels like we have these grand lofty ideas right. of like, we're going to date, we're going to do all these things, when really it could be like one of your daily resolutions of I want to ask my wife or my husband as a wife, asking my husband, how was your day tell me you know a high and a low like every day i want to check in with them right at an at a connecting level not just a passing Mm -hmm. level but i'm gonna connect with my husband my spouse every day so what does that look like and in a fun way right so you take that big idea like you said you whittle it down to just a daily rhythm what are the daily rhythms that i can step into right that will ultimately lead us to this resolution where we can look back in at and when we're in december 2021 looking back mm-hmm. saying we did this every day we did this or every month we did this like yes god we can see a difference in right because of the decisions we made to have da- different daily rhythms
1: yeah and that's that so it's it's totally biblical, too. I mean, one of uh, the passages that comes to mind um, is uh, Proverbs 6, 6. which mm. It says, Go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. Mm. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. Mm. So, why the ant? Okay, why why is the ant the thing? Why why didn't the uh, I don't know who the offer the author of this particular proverb is it's probably Solomon, uh, but why didn't he say like look look at the bear or look at the lion and look at how mighty that lion is mm. and how they go and get the kill right? That's what we all think we're the lions, right? But what if we're the ant? We want
0: to think yes.
1: What if we're the ant and our 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 whole role is to just be faithful in the little like ants accomplish. A ton, a ton of work right over a long period of time right. it's not like an ant goes out and picks up you know a, a huge boulder but every right. day they're picking up little tiny things and bringing them back to the anthill right. uh they're storing up it's just that time time uh, time tested faithfulness right right and so that that to me just is so um, so be the ant well that's, those are rhythms right cuz right. it's just consistency right. cuz consistency is what uh, changes our are uh our well and you'll outcomes. actually
0: i think refine your resolutions together like you said like if i'm really consistent at doing these things every day and again not just checking off a box but actual engagement s- things that the holy spirit is leading me in and things that i want to be better at right mm-hmm. and again it's not a it's not an identity thing it's not a you know striving it is to, at some level, but I want to like demystify that of this is something that is birthing coming out of like a, a godly desire to mm. be closer in our marriage. To what is what are those mm. things that you are you are looking at each other, scratching your head, saying, "Man, I wish our marriage was more like this," right. or "I wish we could be better in this area." So, right. what is what is that area? What does it look like? And. How can we be the ant, right? And in those consistent pathways that we're we're constantly becoming more familiar with, I think we can become more efficient at, Mm. right? And just better at. So it may feel a little fumbly, you know, if you're trying something a little bit new at a lower level. But Mm -hmm. the more you do it, I mean, the more consistent you are, the easier it gets.
1: Yeah. Uh, There's a quote that I want to use, and it's going to be kind of a foreshadowing of kind of how we're going to wrap up this conversation. But I just want to get you thinking about it. Uh, and I, I love this, and it's by uh, author. But his name is James Clear. He wrote a book called Atomic Habits. It's really helpful in this area. Um, it's not Christian, but I do find I did find it helpful. Uh, he said, "You do not rise to the level of your goals, but you fall to the level of your systems." Mm-hmm. And that's systems is another word, really, um, as far as this conversation goes. Systems is really just another word uh, for. Uh, built-in habit supporting rhythms mm, mm-hmm. in the areas that you really care about in your life. So built-in habit supporting rhythms. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to end there, but I really do want to address kind of this heart orientation that I ha- at least have cuz mm-hmm. I think you can fall on two sides of this spectrum in terms of setting goals or having ambition, right? Cuz every every thing we want uh especially around this time of the year is is oriented around an ambition that we have. Mm. And whatever that ambition is, self-actualization typically, that's what re- new year's resolutions are. You know, looking better, feeling better, doing more, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because that will make us feel better about ourselves. Uh, and so, I just want to look at kind of the, the the heart in that, the gospel, I guess, the gospel in our goals, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And how how do the how nice. does the gospel inform? Mm-hmm. And how should it? Uh, how does Jesus tell it to tell us to let our hearts be informed mm-hmm. and our goals be informed by who He is and what He's done? Uh, So over the next 12 months, as you know, whether you listen to this now in January or maybe later on in the year, uh, whatever period of time it is, (laughs) you're going to get you're constantly there's an onslaught Mm -hmm. of distraction of uh, opportunities. Some of them are usually really good and but you have to know how to navigate those wisely. Mm -hmm. Right. And so my tendency is um, even though this year is a little bit different, but my tendency is to have really big eyes like I have my eyes are bigger than my own capacity I'll think oh I'm gonna do x y and z Mm -hmm. because won't this year be great when I hit December and it's all done and I feel (laughs) like I just lived my best life (laughs) and
0: which if I can be your fan club here that is one of the things I think that is one of your strengths because you do lead us in a good godly way you Hope so. have things on our agenda that will be memory makers and it builds it's all for good reasons builds relationships mm-hmm. um, but of course the underbelly of that can be you like to take big bites out of <laughs> things that we yeah. may not be able to chew and actually yep. swallow right like so I will yeah. say as your cheerleader I think it's awesome and I see the struggle Yeah. Also.
1: Well, well, I, yeah. Well, that's why I think we compliment each other in this area because you're not really, you're not really my opposite, but you are. I like
0: little, but I don't want big things because I'm more detail oriented, I think. I just, you say mm -hmm. big and I say a billion details. Like you see the big, fun thing. And I'm like, I see that, but I also see the, the, overwhelming amounts of detail that's going to take to get there.
1: So the downside of that is <laughs> you can look at the cost so closely right. and forget that some things are actually worth a high price. Absolutely. They're worth that num- that yes. uh, that amount of detail. Yes. They're worth going to all that trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I think we have to kind of find the balance there between having eyes that are too big for our own stomachs <laughs> versus having being so detail oriented that we never want to do anything, right. uh, that is of consequence Right. we get so caught up in the trees that we lose sight of the forest. And so that's, that's an important kind of balance to find. Uh, let's read a scripture, um, and bear with us. We know that there's some context to be had here, but Selena, do you mind reading Luke, Luke 14, 28 okay. through 30? Yeah.
0: Uh, For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so Mm. that that passage is not about building stuff. I just want to get that out there. That's (laughs) not what it's about. Um, And so there's kind of two levels of truth to Mm. be had here. Jesus is is using... uh, a very obvious truth to illuminate a deeper, bigger truth. The obvious truth is that if you, can, if you start a building project and everybody in your, in your neighborhood's watching you and you can't finish it because you, you took bit off more than you could chew, like you're <laughs> going to be mocked. You're, you're, you're acting sure. a fool. You're going to be treated like a fool. That's this truth that they're all very aware of. And he's saying that that is like those who say they're my followers and they don't count the cost of following me mm. and then they turn away as soon as it gets hard. So this, this verse is about discipleship. It's about the cost of discipleship. That's really what it's about. Uh, and so that it does bear weight on our hearts in two way, in, in, in the deeper way, which is like when my goals are put on the chopping block, when my ambitions are put on the chopping block, am I willing to give those up Hmm. to follow Jesus? Hmm. Um, if we, if you read on in that passage, I don't have in front of me, but if you go all the way, bear with me, I'm trying to get it in front of me. Um, yeah, you go all the way down to verse, uh, 33. Uh, it says, so therefore anyone of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciples, mm. be my disciple. So yeah, this is grand cost of discipleship. So as I'm reading this, I'm trying to figure out, okay, with this new opportunity, fresh start last year was a little tough. <laughs> it's an <laughs> understatement. Uh, so what, what am I going to, like, how am I going to, what are my marching orders and how should I be excited and what am I going to do this year? How am I going to tackle this year? And honestly, the first thing I had to do is just resign all those, just just surrender all those to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think was a really refreshing place for me to start, to start with surrender. uh, Because then I felt like, okay, now I've got a true blank slate. Right. Truly nothing matters except for him. Right. Now, how is he asking us?
0: Well, it's almost, it's almost parallel to the Sabbath, right? Of beginning from rest. Mm. And beginning from a place of resignation, wow. right? So we have the sweet resignation that this is a new time. So the world says, <laughs> again, I have my thoughts on time. <laughs> my heart longs for timelessness and sometimes I don't know I hear quotes about how time we become slaves to time, right? And it's it, it was supposed to be a tool of measurement and it is, but it also has created slaves right. and followers anyways. Um, so beginning this, This next year from a place of rest and resignation, uh, I think, is the call of wisdom in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways.
1: Yeah. Well, and I love that because Jesus, uh, he fulfilled the Sabbath, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why it's such a beautiful thing that he's saying, like, following me. You start from a place of resignation. Another word for resignation is rest. Mm-hmm. Like our baby is giving us a, a real run for our money right now because she does not want to rest. She will not resign herself to rest. And I just wish she would because she would sleep better. We would all sleep better. Life would be better. And so resignation and rest, I think, are side by side. And yes. so Jesus fulfilling the Sabbath is calling us into this place of giving everything up. Mm. And, and if that grates on us, then that is a red flag yeah. that says that we are not surrendering, surrendering everything.
0: Right. And it requires trust. It does requires require that he's letting, worth it. Yes. That he's faithful. That the call to mm. be a disciple, to work out your marriage mm. with the gospel at the center, the, those calls are going to have high cost, yeah. but it's worth it.
1: Amen. That's good. So um, as this, I'm, I'm kind of going through this stream of consciousness with yes. you. So as I'm going through this, I'm thinking, okay, so Jesus is calling us to follow him, but there are those who follow him who then don't. Mm. Right? So many will call themselves christ- christians but then they remove christ from it right so my question my big question was this is is it possible to be a foolish follower of christ
0: hmm. well yeah and to what level because well i'm just curious because when he's like you re- if you renounce me basically in front of people then you're you haven't hmm. counted the cost and you're not a true like disciple and follower so, but how many times do I do that in my own life? Or have I done that with relationships or family relationships over the mm. holidays, right? Did How many times did I maybe shrink back and not rise up when mm. it's when the conversation was yeah. not, was, could have, Christ could have entered and it, it would have been controversial. But right. like, am I counting that cost? So I don't know. At At what point am I a foolish follower? And at what mm. point am I really a disciple? Like, am I... And I mean, we look at Peter, right? He has his denial, and we have all of these things. And so, is that where grace comes in as a believer, and where we just yeah well, get sure. back up and try again, right? Or
1: I think grace is there all along, right? And and Peter became the rock, right, upon right. which Christ built His church. So yes. there is definitely a lesson there. Um, yeah, I I just think of how the people of the day would have responded to Christ and his his meteoric rise, right? Yeah. As a yes as a leader as yes. a teacher as the messiah that he was and not Redeemer, everybody healer yeah yeah not everybody thought like they just were just compelled by him because of his authority because of how he taught like i'm sure there was just this
0: and his healing
1: yeah and his healing yeah and so you have this mass these massive crowds are following him thinking i'm going to follow this guy cuz i can get so much from him right
0: until
1: until i don't get what i expect from
0: or him or until there's Yes, which is a part of until there's like persecution for his followers. Yes,
1: persecution or, you know, it's, it's just not everything I was hoping it was going to be oh, man. because I really didn't want, like I wanted a different version of Jesus. So I just want to read something. I wrote this down yesterday. It'll probably make its way into a blog post at some point. <laughs> um, but I just wrote this and I feel like I'm, I'm better at writing than I am at speaking. <laughs> not that I'm great at either. Same. But, <laughs> I don't. but uh, Same. <laughs> Foolish followers of Christ don't endure because while they follow, they follow for the wrong reasons. They don't finish the job because they never truly counted the cost. When a particular Christian doctrine becomes unpopular, they bend, twist and contort themselves until finally they fall out of actually following Christ. They still call themselves Christians, but their Christ is not the Jesus of the Bible. It's a Picasso of his visage, right? It's it's a it's a distortion of who he is, mm. right? And so the Christ, as you know, his name is Jesus Christ. Well, Christ is is a, a word for Messiah, right, or chosen one. Mm-hmm. Jesus was his actual uh, name. So, yeah, so people will say I'm a Christian, but they don't actually follow. And I think our goals are are a sobering reminder of this. It's how we plan shows how we hope to spend our lives. Mm-hmm. How we plan shows how we hope to spend our lives. So if our planning is completely void of Christ, mm. then wh- what does that say about how we're hoping to spend our lives for Christ, right, right, and that to me was that that hit right at the heart of like my motivation right, in setting goals, right. And so the reason we set goals must be from a place of wanting to follow Christ yes. better,
0: reflecting Him, and reflect Him, modeling and, yes, Him, yes, which and obey Him, right. Which is, I mean, it's it's always a death to self with Him, mm. right. He died for us. He died for mm. the sinner, and so that is, I think what the Lord has been revealing to me, especially my own Bible readings. I'm like halfway through the Bible. It's going good. Nice. Guys. had a girl working through it.
1: Wait, you started a goal mid year. I
0: did <laughs> <laughs> cause that's when they started it. So I just <laughs> did just it. Kidding. Um, you go. but I think that the Lord is so faithful to lead us gently, but also with a holy, like prodding, <laughs> mm. <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he calls us into this radical obedience, and it doesn't mean that we just sit by passively. Right. Like, there is a cost mm-hmm. to it, and there is. Hey, you've been conscripted into this army, right? Right. You, you better get to the bat, get get onto the battlefield type of thing. And I think that's why James talks about our works being so important because they're they're the natural outcome of the faith.
0: Right. Well, and I like you said, yeah, our works. So then those works come from desires and ultimately like our prayer is god mm. may your desires be our desires like remove any selfish like selfish gain selfish ambition whatever is for me god remove those and mm. and replace those with your desires uh, i think that's what is it psalm like trust in the lord with all your heart no 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 no. <laughs> the desires the bible says it's the easy one i can't lean not Trust the Lord with all your heart, not on your
1: understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Acknowledge Him, him
0: and He will give you the desires of your heart. Like He will give you, right? He will give you the desires, you know, that your heart should have, basically. And so, these desires, it's uh, this next year. Maybe it's just taking some time to pray and ask God, what are what are some desires that you have for Mm -hmm. our marriage? Maybe we can't see it right now. Maybe we're in the midst of some really hard stuff, or maybe we're feeling like we're on a mountaintop right now. We're doing everything feels great. Seems great. Mm. Uh, it won't be for long. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just get ready. <laughs> but how can we ask the Lord mm. for his desires to become ours so then we can start those rhythms, right? those, yeah. those Setting those, not goals, well, but those those gospel rhythms that mm. will help us achieve those greater picture and desires and the goals.
1: That's a great question. Um, I think the starting point is what you just said, it's just asking God because you asked how do we ask God. I think we just do.
0: Right. Like, from a place again, like what you said, of of humility, resignation, rest, um, mm. and costliness, I think. Just knowing
1: Yeah. So a lot of us love like you've probably heard uh Psalm one, right? It's the uh blessed is the man whose delight uh is in well, it's Psalm one, like the very first <laughs> Ryan
0: one that you're yeah, <laughs> Ryan one.
1: Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners. It goes on um, into verses three and four. Uh, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season and leaf does not wither. Mm-hmm. And all that he does, he prospers. Like we all want that to be us. Yes. We read that, we read ourselves into that Psalm and say, oh yes, Lord, I'm I'm a tree planted by your streams and let me just flourish and never wither and always be fruitful and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and, but nobody wants to read verses, like verse two, which verse verse two is, but his, and that's the one that immediately precedes the, the popular part, mm-hmm. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day Mm. and night. Mm. Like, what can it be said about me that my delight is in the law of the Lord? Mm. Right? And the grace that the law is, like the way that he's outlined the the way for us to operate and function as and to flourish as human beings. Am I well, delighting in that?
0: That's so good delight because I feel the heaviness of the word law, right? We Many feel do.
1: well, because we were we were taught that the law is basically juxtaposed uh, to grace and and it's not. The well, law is a, grace.
0: And understanding who Jesus is and how he loves us, but there is
1: We don't get saved by the law. We we're get not saved, saved by, by grace. By the law. But the law is still good. And it's right. still something that's delightful.
0: And I think, but I guess where my own personal shortcomings come in is that I try to live out the obedience and then it feels, it can begin to feel heavy if I'm not reminding myself that Mm. my, this needs to be a delight and this needs to be something I meditate on. It's not like a one and done and I shouldn't be nailing it the next day after I read it. So how can I, Mm. you know, begin doing that?
1: It is heavy. Um, it is heavy if we try to uh, do it from the outside in, but if we let our our affections for Christ, our desire to follow Him, because of how, because of all He's done, all who He, all He is, yes, then I think we can delight in the Lord in in the law of the Lord uh, much more. Um, I think freely. Mm-hmm. Now, this is it's worth saying we're not talking about. Uh, like the Levitical law or the ceremonial right, law or even right. the civil law. We're talking about the moral law of God, right? Yes, yes. Because uh, all the other versions of the law were satisfied mm-hmm. in Christ and they were had different contexts, but we're talking about the moral law, which is a very specific kind of scope within the law uh, as a sidebar. So that kind of addresses the heart of it. Okay, but now we're actually called to live out wisely. Okay, we referenced the, the ant in Proverbs 6, <laughs> yeah, where well, we actually need to get about the business of building an anthill. Mm. Uh, we're called to live Wisely. So how does the gospel inform inform us, um, in those? I I mean, I have my answers, but what do you think? Like how does the gospel inform uh how we set our goals? Just shooting I from think, the hip.
0: Well, I, th- I know. I was like, what? Okay. Uh I think it it has to be at the center and it has to be the hmm. the place, the thing. I hate saying it the thing. It sounds so watered down. <laughs> And so so diminished, it is life. Like Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So that him, he, God, has to inform all of our goals, all of our rhythms, everything we do, and why we do it. Hmm. And if he does not, then we need to examine those areas and ask ourselves why we are still engaging in that. Because for me, I've found selfish motivation, i found insecurity, i found identity issues uh, in things that, are not really of him but I can label it of him if I want to Hmm. yeah so again my goals they may be few or my if but if they're gospel informed then I know the magnitude of them Hmm. as well so like if I'm if my goals are to I think one of my daily resolutions was just to have my kids see me reading my Bible I always read it at night after they go to bed and I'm like gosh they're never going to see me read it, and I love it, and I I don't want them to not see this. And Part so of
1: discipleship is modeling, right?
0: Right, and it's been kind of just a function of babies and kids going to bed and having some quiet time, but and nights being a little rough still sometimes. So not getting up early in the morning to where they're waking up seeing me do this, but we are yeah. continually incorporating how I can be reading the Bible with them during the day as well and studying God's mm. word and show them oh, by God's grace, what mm. a, a, a godly woman looks like. Yeah, well. <laughs> and those are goals, but they're, they're it's a, it's like a small goal, but I see the yeah. magnitude of it and I see the steps that it will take to get there. But I also have experienced enough of these goals to know and see that it's worth it. Like I feel mm. like there's been those mountaintop moments of every step that it took me to get here. I remember, I can feel, and I know the depth and hardship mm. of it. But God was so faithful, and it is so good right now. And I'm so grateful that I counted the cost, that I resigned when I needed to resign, and I just set set goals into motion from a place yeah. of rest, right?
1: So, from a place of rest, uh, yeah, that's good. So, in other words, you're to, 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 to distill all that down. <laughs> you, the gospel's there just because processing. you start from a place of rest and you let that inform. Kind of the minutiae of your goals, right? Because
0: right. I'm not the one that has to make all these happen. It is the speaking Holy of goals. Spirit <laughs> <is> God. <laughs> I
1: don't know if you heard our little our little daughter down there. I um, mean, yeah. So the way I mean, I love I love how you worded that. The way I see the gospel in my own life in this area is reminding me of my own limits. Mm. Uh, in that, I this life is really short. That my hope is not in this life. My hope is in uh, in Christ and in eternity. And that um, one verse that always comes to mind is Psalm ninety twelve. But I, I looked up the cross reference to that, which is Psalm thirty nine four. Which I love the wording; it's really fresh to me. Psalm ninety twelve is Lord, teach us to number of our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom. Uh, but Psalm thirty nine verse four says it like this: O Lord, make me know my end and what is the measure of my days, and let me know how fleeting I am. Mm. Let me know how fleeting I am. Uh, that to me is such a refreshing a reminder that I am finite, I am fleeting, I am not infinite, I'm not eternal. This life is that, a vapor. And
0: that's good, and that's okay. It is good. Yeah.
1: And it's a pla- and that's where I can rest and say, okay, so I'm going to be dead and gone. And, I mean, I just want the one thing, legacy, I think legacy is a bit of a myth. That's my own personal. But, like, the one legacy I do want to leave is a legacy of faith to our children. I want them to remember who Christ is and I want their kids and their kids kids and and so on. Like for as till Jesus comes back, I just want our babies to know Christ. That's all I want. Mm -hmm. Um, but other than that, like I can, I can work in this life knowing that it's not ultimate. I don't have to accomplish everything to feel like I lived a a good life. Right. Um, and so that, that's the first piece. Um, I just love it. I'm limited. It's a good thing. Um, following christ means valuing him and his kingdom more than anything else and that starts by i think uh looking at our own finitude with a really clear vision of of how fleeting it is And the second way and this is kind of where all this is going is rhythms so i see uh i see the gospel in our goals and the rhythms that we establish based on um what you've basically said like coming from that place of security
0: right right
1: um and again, we're kind of rehashing a little bit of this stuff, but I just want to read uh, some of what I've got here. Goals are fine, but I found them far less powerful than habits. I know where I hope to end up, but the journey is, taking, is taken in steps, so I prefer to focus on the steps themselves. And that's where we had the, the James Clear quote. You do not rise to the level of your goals, but you fall to the level of your systems. And so I think... That's a pretty easy sell. I think people understand that, listen, if you don't set up the systems and the habits and the rhythms to uh, that are healthy, mm-hmm. you can't expect to have outcomes that are healthy.
0: Well, and I guess just one last note on that. Don't set up like a thousand systems, right? Right. Because yeah, that feels overwhelming. Yeah. But no, I can tend to do that. I'm be like, oh, I'm going to set up all of these things. and I'm going to do all mm. of these things. And then it's just like, oh, it's just too much. I can't do it. So just small little tweaks here and there.
1: Mm, yeah. That's, that's good. Um,
0: Consistent.
1: Yes. And there's something to be said for reserving your systems for the things that actually matter. Because what happens, we get overwhelmed when we have systems in place that aren't really, they sh- they, they can't be as big of a priority as we're making them. That's when things start to feel really stressful. Mm-hmm. Like at mm-hmm. one point when we had our second daughter, I was used to going to the gym for two hours a day, uh, like three, four, sometimes five days a week. <laughs> And that does not happen now. That does not happen now because it's just not important. I don't have the time for it. It's not important. It's not two hours important. It's maybe like thirty minutes important. <laughs> but if I try to hold on to that system that should be changed or removed or diminished for the season that the you're season, in, right? then yeah, that's when um, that, that's when things get out of whack, and I feel like I, right. I can't do the things that are most important. Um, so, so, go ahead.
0: How does this all apply to marriage? <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of connections that listeners can draw the lines to. But there's four things I think we want to reveal to help create Mm. better rhythms. And they're not super groundbreaking, but. Well, they're just more
1: reminders, right? Yes. Pretty much everything that we have to give is not groundbreaking. It's just going to (laughs) be a hopefully a new kind of refreshed reminder. Yes. (laughs) Centered on the gospel. Yes. Yeah. So how does this apply to marriage? I mean, think of any area where you need health, okay? The Mm. kind of the big five. In every marriage, um, at least as we see them, there's sex and intimacy. Uh, intimacy being more than just sex. Mm. It's, it's every kind of, are we, are we close to right, one another? Right. Emotionally, spiritually, physically, are we close? We want health in that area. What are the rhythms that need to be in place for health in that area? Communication is probably the biggest area of heartache for most married couples because they just can't seem to get on the same page. Well, the, what are the rhythms that you can create around that? We'll give you some ideas. I'll just give you a quick overview here. Uh, money, finances. What are some? You know, that's a huge area of stress for a lot of people. How do we have rhythms around our finances um, in terms of saving and spending and checking in on where we're at? Another one's priorities and how we spend our time. That's a huge area mm. um, that couples tend to overlook. Um, go ahead.
0: You said? Did you say finances? We did. Oh, and sex and priorities.
1: Yep. Communication and then the last one's conflict. There it is. <laughs> so how how are we fighting and how are we dealing with fights or disagreement? Not necessarily fighting, but when we can't see eye to eye, how do we handle yeah. that? Yeah. And so how do we have healthy rhythms? Believe it or not, you can create healthy rhythms around conflict so that you don't have those knock down, drag out fights, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that you don't have those big atomic bombs going off in your household because yes. you're dealing with things in a healthy way. Yes. Um, we talked about a lot about um, Tinder. Um, I think it was in a couple a couple podcast episodes ago. Tinder, not the app. <laughs> I always say that I, I'm not on the app, obviously. Um, but a lot of people, I think, think of the app when I say the word Tinder. Unfortunately, yes, <laughs> Unfortunately. words are becoming redefined. I mean Tinder and like the actual word Tinder, not the. So last like five our years marriages app.
0: are like forests, and if we don't. Clean up the tinder. Clean up the tinder the the underneath, forest. yep. Yeah. It creates a lot of hazardous materials for
1: just fires takes, to begin. It takes a tiny spark. Mm. And if that tinder is all there, it's going to set your forest ablaze. <laughs> and so that, I think, creating rhythms. So let's just be really tangible. We'll start with conflict because that's where we're at right now and communication. But what are some really tangible ways that we can create rhythms around how we can conf- have conflict and how we <laughs> communicate? We'll just put those two together. What do you think? How
0: we conflict. How do we conflict?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Friend Pat took turn. <laughs> Pat turn.
0: No, we, I think some of ours are, we just kind of set some rules and boundaries as far as like, there's no name calling. There's no. There's,
1: no, but re- think in terms of rhythms, not bound. But I think boundaries are different. Rhythms. So, uh, at, when we, at night we ask each other hard questions. Like you, you're really good well, at asking not too me. late
0: at night. Cause then that's just more conflict to be had. Uh, it, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think one of the big rhythms is we don't let conflict just kind of stew, stay, st- stew and stay open-ended. Yes. We yes. deal with it yes in a timely fashion. Selena, you're really good at getting to the bottom of it. A lot of times I'll have this like low-grade frustration, anxiety. It's not necessarily because of you, but it's something. I'm trying to hide it, but I never can. <laughs> and you're always like, something's up. Ah, what's going on? And I'll just be like, I don't really know, to be honest. I'm trying to figure out why I feel irritated right now. And I try to be really generous to you because it's not your fault and just be really generous and communicating that hey it's not because of you it's not my
0: fault i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um
1: yeah so i I think that's one really healthy thing that i've enjoyed being married to you is that i know that if i'm in a funk that it's it's going to be probably two days max until you (laughs) are, are pressing pretty hard to figure that thing out yeah um uh, let's see, communication, I think we fall on that too, but one <laughs> rhythm around communication that we have really loved, by the way, Louisa joined us, that's why Selena's uh, backed off the mic a little bit, because Louisa <laughs> is mid-nap, and we're trying to figure this stuff out. Yeah, one of the things that we've really loved uh, in terms of communication rhythms is like, we used to do it more when Baby was sleeping better, she's on this weird sleep change thing right now.
0: You always want to call it a regression, but I'm like, are there really regressions at certain times? I mean, I get the three or four month one, but like really like I feel like you could just look up any month and they're like yeah there's a sleep regression (laughs) so
1: anyway we ideally we're getting up and having our morning coffee together uh I think it happens actually kind of between the time we have breakfast and the time when we start the the day yeah like right uh, now it does yeah yeah and so that that's been a really sweet rhythm in terms of communication Mm -hmm. not every family can do that because I know you're rushing out the door and stuff so you have to find something that basically what's that time when you can connect what's that connection Moment that happens daily.
0: Right. What do you connect around? So, Uh I mean, again, if it's gospel-centeredness and the word, how do we connect around the word together briefly, Mm. maybe in the morning and at night?
1: Yeah. Um, Another thing for communication is asking the questions. We used to do it it a lot on the podcast um, is uh, what book is in your hand, what voice Uh is in your ear, and what is God stirring in your heart?
0: It's a heart check.
1: The heart check, yeah. Heart so check. those three questions tend to be pretty uh, helpful in getting down into kind of what what's happening in, in each other's hearts. Right. And, um, so th- I think that actually feeds into the next one, which is connection. So conflict, communication, connection, or intimacy. That's getting into the emotional intimacy, mm-hmm. uh, spiritual intimacy, and then around physical intimacy. I think um, we we're big fans of kind of having a really open conversation around your sex life, when and What type, like not what type, but what the nature of your sex life, meaning Mm. having really open conversations regularly around that, um, and then putting that to work. Um, so just be to be very candid for us, every two to three days, we we know that it's it's time for mommy daddy time, (laughs) (laughs) and so we we set that time aside or we try to, um, as much as our kids will uh allow (laughs) with their with their sleeping and whatnot. Um, yeah, and then. What are the other ones? So in terms of finances, there's Lou. There she is. You can go down there. Um, checking in, I think, uh, with finances. is For us, it's just a monthly thing, but creating those rhythms around spending, checking in with spending, having conversations around spending, uh, we found that to be uh, really helpful. Um, one thing that we've really enjoyed to help with these rhythms is we actually downloaded this app. This isn't a plug, but we found the app to be really helpful. It's just Capital is the name of the app, but it's capital with a Q. Q A P I T a L. Um, and what that does, it's just like, there's a, there's a number of these different apps out there, but this one actually will um, kind of based on how much you're getting paid each month, it will save a certain amount. I've got it saving to a savings account and I've got it saving to a tithing account. Um, and then that money just kind of uh, grows there. And then we tie that um, out um, as the month goes on, or even we might let it build up a little bit and give as the Lord leads. Um, so that's been really good for creating um, rhythms around our giving. Um, I'm trying to think of the last one. Um, oh yeah, priorities. So this this one is actually I think the most nebulous, but it's also the most important. Um, so Selena just stepped out; and she's coming back again. We got some baby problems, so we appreciate your patience. Um, priorities. So like uh, we have our, what's called our family vision statement, and we have an ebook. If you go to fierceparenting.com, you can actually find a free ebook called "How to Craft Your Own Family Vision Statement," and that. Um, is, is really important for establishing priorities. And then we have to live those out, of course. But as far as the rhythms go, we visit that at least one, well, once or twice a year. We're going back into and reading that vision statement We're uh, changing it, tweaking it, so on and so forth. So anyway, yeah. So that's, that's kind of how we've uh, built out those rhythms. Yeah, so I'm going to actually finish this episode out. Uh, but Selena is going to say goodbye at least. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been fun, everyone. No, happy... Happy New Year to all, and yeah. I'm excited for what this year has for, for us here. Yeah, yeah. Lou so says bye, too. Bye, Lou. Bye, Say baby bye. girl.
1: Bye. Oh, sweet smile. Mm, I love you. Yeah, so that, with that said, um, of course, Lena's missed, but uh, with that said, it does seem like a lot. I know this all seems like a lot to kind of figure out all at once. I think that's the beauty of rhythms, is that you can just layer them in and start with one small thing. So for for us, uh, if we ever get off the rails, and the biggest rhythm that matters is how we're reading our Bibles personally. And if that's not in place, then all these start to kind of tailspin. So we make sure that's that most important one's in place. We're praying. uh, We're communing with believers. uh, We are talking to each other. We kind of layer them in based on importance. And what happens is they start to compound, right the more i'm in the word the easier it is to communicate in a healthy way the more i am communicating in a healthy way the easier it is to stay uh connected uh, intimately and so i think uh, that's that, that's the power in rhythms as opposed to just saying hey we want to you know have a a really ambiguous big you know unmeasurable thing. Like we want to have a better marriage in 2021. Uh, I think that's a good ambition, but it doesn't actually get teeth until you start building in rhythms. So it might seem like a lot, but that's the stuff of life. And that's where I want to encourage you. If, the, if these good rhythms aren't monopolizing my time or coming close to it, then I think that's an indication that I'm probably not living the sort of life that I'm going to really be proud of or excited about on my deathbed. And that might sound morbid, but, uh, that tends to be where my mind goes. Anyway, this is not meant to be a kind of pile on episode. I think it's meant to be something uh, to help free you of having to have these big, grand ambitions, like just find that freedom, that rest in Christ, and then let him lead and see how he's leading you. Let the Holy Spirit speak into this area of your life and take a look at your your hourly, daily, weekly, monthly rhythms and ask God to help you uh, establish healthier rhythms that are going to be more glorifying to him. Um, so anyway, so with that said, I'm gonna slow, I'm gonna close this out in prayer. Uh is obviously not here, so I'm just gonna take it all the way home. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for um, I thank you for the couple, the husband, the wife, listening to this. Uh, I pray that you would uh, encourage their hearts wherever they're at in their relationship, wherever they're at in life. Uh, I pray that that your word would would bear its full weight on them, and the full weight would uh, be born as hope and as peace and as joy that they have because of all you've done jesus on the cross and in in your resurrection so lord i pray for the husband and the wife that are struggling right now they feel like uh they can't figure things out that they're just in a tailspin they are stressed they're anxious they can't communicate they can't figure out intimacy i pray that you would just give them Uh, a deep sigh of relief right now that they that you are still at work that that your grace is still alive and well in their life uh, that this even listening to this is evidence that you have not forsaken them you have not abandoned them so lord be our hope today and may we glorify you with every ounce of our lives in jesus name amen all right well ladies and gentlemen this episode is in the can and uh uh we will see you again in about seven days hopefully both of us for the entire time. I want to make one quick reminder. Uh, make sure to check out gospelcenteredmarriage.com. I think it's a great way to start the year. The system is growing, so go ahead, um, check that out. If, it's, if, if you're ready to make the investment, uh, we'd be honored to have you on board. It should be a good time. Uh, with that said, uh, we'll see you again in about seven days. Until next time, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast.